The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is time for a fabulous football Friday edition of Mix Shots as we are two days away from Cowboys and Seahawks, which is one of the marquee matchups in the NFL this weekend as the Cowboys try to get to 2-1 and one on the season against the Seahawks team that is 2-0. This is Mix Shots, and Mickey Spagnola is inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Everson Wall should be along uh, shortly. But, uh, Mickey, this is, in my opinion, the best sports weekend of the year. We've got college football kicking off. We've got even high school football here in Texas kicking off. We've got all four of the major sports playing this weekend. We're finally coming out of it. Okay, it's the best sports weekend of the year. Feels kind of normal for a change, doesn't it, even though – uh, we'll be covering the game from afar, right? But, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's all kind of things on TV uh, tonight. High school football, uh, the Stars are playing. Uh, the NFL was on last night. Uh, yeah, just and then college football tomorrow. Can't wait. And then the Cowboys, and you said it was the big game on Saturday, Sunday, and it must be because we got Joy, Joe and Troy doing the game, right? So, uh, national there, broadcast. That's the first indication right there. Yeah, That's right. It's, it's the A game. And we do have Everson Walls here. Uh, he's getting it all mic'd up uh, for us. In I his hate own this mic. Home I hate my mic. Boy, it's, <laughs> a, it's, mic. A, it's a good thing. It's a good thing he wasn't going into Joe Avizano's special teams meetings in the morning. When you're supposed to be either 10 minutes early or you? you get fined because you were late. Mickey, are you taking Everson to Kangaroo Court here? I am taking him to court, absolutely. <laughs> Tom Landry was worse. Tom Landry was worse than everybody. <laughs> if you came in at eight, if you came in at nine o'clock one second, that second clock was working. When it hits twelve, your entire body had better be across that line like a quarterback trying not to cross the line of scrimmage before he passes the ball. That was the rule. That's the way it went. I gave up a lot of money to Coach Landry. <laughs> so uh, tell me, Everson, how big were the fines back then? Uh, 200 bucks for being late. Okay. Uh, I recall if, if, you, if you held out of training camp uh, $1,000 a day, uh, which I did a couple of times. So that's why I know so much about that one. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we – we had our uh, moments, and so I, I contributed a lot to the different charities that the NFL has to offer, and so you're welcome. But, hey, <laughs> but I'm sure with a big-time player like you, they waived those fines once you showed up. They waived the fine uh, in 1986. <laughs> they waived the fine. Uh, I thought all the, you media guys were my friends. I thought you were going to shake my hand when I showed up to training camp. All you guys did was put the cameras up, like, hey, Everson's here. I'm like, man, what happened to all my friends? It was all business after that. It was all business. That meant you were big time. 
Hey, if you got the cameras That's on exactly you, you're big time. They, they followed right. me in like I was Sugar Ray Leonard or somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> All right, Mickey, what's news? What's news there at the Star this afternoon? Well, uh, this is the uh, regeneration day, right? So the Cowboys don't practice uh, on Friday. Uh, this is the what we're normally used to as being Saturday. So they'll have their little walkthrough uh, later in the afternoon. And when we get the injury report, it'll be a projection. But from what I can tell so far, from an injury standpoint, uh, you know, it hadn't changed all that much from yesterday with the guys that didn't practice. But the guy that did practice was Trayvon Diggs. So he went from not practicing on Wednesday to fully practicing on Thursday, but still not practicing was Awuzier Lawrence and uh, Tyron Smith. And that's Demarcus Lawrence, mm. not Tank, okay? When, when the fan had Mike McCarthy on this morning for his morning uh, segment on Friday, uh, they asked him, so uh, how's Tank? What did he do? And Mike goes, Tank? Who's Tank? I don't, I don't, I don't think I know any Tank. <laughs> and so, Who asked the question? Well, uh, one of the guys on the fan. And... And, and oh. so they said, well, Demarcus Lawrence, he goes, oh, is he tank? He goes, I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of that. And, uh, <laughs> and so it, it digressed. This is pretty funny. So it digressed into, well, did you have nicknames growing up or whatever? And McCarthy's like, nah, I don't think we're going to go there. We'll just continue on here, right? <laughs> So, so when when Jerry when Jerry did his segment like two hours or three hours later, uh, the next show asked Jerry if he ever had any any nickname, and he said he said, "You've heard me called every damn thing there is in the dictionary, so I'd be hard pressed to be imaginative enough to go from there. But I'll answer to anything y'all call me." <laughs> So anyway, Tank. And he's proven uh, he said, that over the years. He said Tank. Uh, he said he he practiced fully. Now they put him down as DNP, but what he was supposed to do was work with the uh, rehab guys, and he must have done it indoors because we didn't see him uh, outside doing anything. Uh, Tyron Smith did work with the rehab guys outside, as did uh, Awuzier. Uh, but it doesn't look like Wouzier is going to make it. And as Jerry and Mike both said, uh, when it came to Lawrence and Tyron Smith, it would probably be a game day decision. Although there still seems to be optimism that uh, Tyron uh, could make it back. And then we'll see about Lawrence with the with the hamstring uh, or the knee strain that that he suffered the in the game. Yeah. yeah. So from a from an injury standpoint, uh, that's where the Cowboys are. Seattle. Uh, not much better. Uh, their left offensive tackle, Dwayne Brown, has got a knee and a foot, and he still did not practice. So he hadn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, neither did defensive end Rasheem Green, and it looks like he's out indefinitely with the pinched nerve. Uh, Benson Mayoa, groin, did not practice again. Uh, so I would imagine his status is kind of iffy. We knew they put Bruce Irvin uh, on injured reserve. Uh, they also put uh, the cornerback on, on uh, IR, Marquise Blair. He's their, their nickel guy, and I got something interesting uh, to point out about that. And the only guy that didn't practice the, the day before that got back in 
uh, on a limited basis was Jaron uh, Green. I mean Jaron Reed, their defensive tackle, and Quinton Dunbar uh, was was back in practice on on Thursday. So. Uh, yeah, they uh, they've got some problems, especially on that defensive line. The only guy uh, that was considered a starter that is actually uh, not on the injury list is is Puna Ford. Uh, so interesting, both teams having some problems on their defensive line and in the secondary. Hey Everson, who's your friend there? This is Bunny. <laughs> it's my daughter's uh, dog, B-U-H-N-I. So I think she's Saudi. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's how they spelled it. I'm like, hey, she's, she's, she's a bunny I'm, a, I'm accustomed to. So. She's a much better mannered than my beagles, including Yeah, Rumble that's here. what I wanted to show you, Bill. This is yeah. how a dog is supposed <laughs> to act, okay? <laughs> Just right. be loving and obedient and quiet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, Mickey, you said you had a story on Marquise Blair, who well, was he's out for the year after tearing his ACL Sunday night? Yeah, he's their, he's their nickel guy. And uh, they've given up. Uh, I, I, I saw this in the Seattle uh, Times. Um, they said that uh, the slot receivers against Seattle uh, have – caught enough passes for 264 yards in two games. So I might as well tell you what my pick to click is going to be right now. Uh, <laughs> if, if they've got to have uh, a guy named Ugo Amandi covering C.D. Lamb, who basically <laughs> plays out of the slot all the time, and I, I don't think this guy's got much experience whatsoever, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly. And I was going to look it up real fast here to see. What I got it for you. I got it for you. Here's a fourth-round draft pick, Ugo Amadi. He played 47 snaps last week against New England, uh, but he was a draft pick last year in the fourth round. And uh, last year he had 17 tackles, one fumble recovery in 16 games played. So he's basically a special teams player last year. And so you think he was the guy covering Julian Edelman last week who caught eight passes no, for 179 yards? Or did Claiborne when have I him? Saw Edelman, when I saw him. Edelman having a great game, uh -huh. it was Jamal Adams that was getting toasted. That's what I saw. Edelman caught most of his passes on Jamal Adams. They had Jamal Adams trying to cover Edelman? Yes, they did, sir. Yes, they did. All the big plays that they had on and passing to Edelman down the middle of the field, Jamal Adams was right there. Now he, he brought some he brought pain with him, but by that time the pass was already received and Edelman was already getting his output. So I, but, I look for the Cowboys to, to kind of make that same well, attack. But but understand this about Seattle last week. They lost Quandre Diggs early in the game. And right, so they had safety, to make some right? adjustments as yeah. far as that's right, out of Texas, who has fit in very well there. Diggs was with the Lions uh, and was traded to Seattle midseason uh, last year and fit in right alongside. You know, he, he came out of Texas as a corner and made the uh, transition to safety. So he would probably have more skills to cover an Edelman type, and I think they had to make that adjustment last week. 
Um, and so, and I, I do love Edelman. He is a soldier. I, I, he and Cam Newton have already hooked up real well. But uh, I, I, I have to believe that C.D. Lamb might have a little bit more athleticism. And let's just see how that matchup goes. But So if that's going to be your pick to click, uh, Mr. Spagnola, then uh, I might call that a little bit of cheating. <laughs> You're allowed to double down. <laughs> and, and by the way, since, since we brought that up, uh, I saw a story in, in Seattle, uh, interview with Jamal Adams. And, uh, yeah, he's all, all hot and bothered because he's, he had relayed to him by friends and a brother that live here in Dallas that uh, he can't cover and so he said he's entering the game with a chip on his shoulders because he's going to show you know what? the Dallas Cowboys. You know what, uh, Mickey? Yes. Someone's going to send a clip of Evers, what Everson just <laughs> said about Jamal Adams. And that he's going to have a boulder on his shoulder by Sunday afternoon. Well, let's, let me say this. He can get upset as he wants and be as determined as he wants. If you don't already know how to cover, your, your anger... And your resolve is not going to make you a better cover man. So whatever he brings to the table right now, he, that's all he has. And, and, and I didn't see that being much at all. In regards to coverage, I'm not saying much about when he was bringing it on the blitzes because he brought it on the yeah. blitzes. Well, and we saw, you know, he was a primary reason. Now, we talk about what happened with the Cowboys and the Jets last year. But uh, the Cowboys not able to do much offensively against the Jets last year. Jamal Adams made a lot of plays in that game uh, that uh, prevented that. That, that, is, that is Jamal's thing. I got to yeah, tell you a quick right. story. Quick story. Uh, my best friend Mike, uh, he had a nephew. Uh, this was years ago when Jamal was just a kid, mm -hmm. and uh, they were both playing in the same little Pee Wee League football league. And Jamal Adams was hitting people so hard, parents were taking their kids off the field. <laughs> They're like, we are not going to let this kid hit my kid. He was a man amongst boys. And, yeah. and I must say, he, he, he kind of still is. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, very instinctive in the, in the run game. And, you know, he's got a couple of sacks already uh, this season. Very instinctive as far as timing that uh, safety blitz as well. Uh, you know, when the Cowboys come to the line of scrimmage, uh, obviously they identify they where, Bobby know Wagner, he is. They they know where that he is. middle linebacker is, Bobby Wagner, but they also have to identify where's 33, right? Yes. yes. And I wonder who's been wearing right. 33 in practice this week, by the way. By the way, that was my, that was my number in junior high basketball. Who didn't want 33 in basketball? I was, I was number 33. All right, all right, all right. Come Hold on, on. Kareem Hold on. Uh oh, here uh -oh, we go. Uh oh, here, here we go. go. <laughs> here we go. Heck, I wouldn't have come up hey, to Kareem's waist go. back then. There it is, 33 I, I, I right must, there. MacArthur High School. Number 33. I, of course, there you wear is. number 33 number because of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> I mean, that's why I wore it. I requested that number just because of my favorite basketball player in history, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right. And on that note, in honor of number 33, Jamal Adams, who is poised to have a boulder on his shoulder on Sunday afternoon against the Cowboys. Let's take our first break here on Mixed Shots. And we'll see 
What shots that Everson can deliver next when we continue in a moment? <laughs> hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, 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 to mixed shots. Get your tickets now to see the Cowboys take on the Cleveland Browns when they return to AT&T Stadium on Sunday, October 4th, a week from Sunday. A limited number of tickets on sale now. Get yours at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. It will be the Cowboys and the Browns a week from Sunday, and then it'll be the Giants the week after that, and then Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, a three-game homestand coming up at AT&T Stadium. By the way, we had high school football at the stadium last night. John Kitna's son, Jalen Kitna, quarterbacking Burleson High School against Burleson Centennial High School. They lost the game 38-34, but Kitna's son is the real deal. He's 6'4". He's committed to the University of Florida. We showed a highlight on CBS 11 of uh, Jalen Kitna throwing a touchdown pass. But uh, anyway, there's a little cowboy tie-in. Uh, and they've got uh, football games going on at AT&T Stadium this weekend, as well as at Globe Life Park, the former home of the Rangers. As uh, Everson, as we were talking off the top of the show before you joined us, in my opinion, when I don't think it's any question that this is the best sports weekend of the year so far. We've got college football almost all the way back with the SEC playing this weekend and the Big 12 as well. Uh, I mean, even the Pac-12 has decided they're going to go ahead and play football this fall. Everybody's coming back. Dr. Fauci, are, do, you, do you approve of this? <laughs> I approve of it, uh, but unfortunately for the college students, they are going to be at the mercy of their fellow college students on campus, by the way. 
because I think when you're 18 and 20 years old, you're probably not listening to any of this health stuff because you are bulletproof, like we all were, right? Well, the key on it, of course, Mickey, the key on it uh, at the NFL level is testing. Yes. And the NFL testing uh, not only players but all personnel that are uh, around players multiple times a week. Uh, and and they're trying to do that as much as they can. I know in the Big Twelve they're tested, I think, three times a week. And yes. so that that's how they they're, they're and, but there's still there's gonna be cancellations as we go along, but it's great to get it back. Did, could you well, could also, you believe the, the NFL have... the NFL and the NFLPA put out the stats this week or for last week and they tested all the players every day uh, and it was thousands and thousands of tests and no player tested positive. It's just rather remarkable. Nice. Uh, five five personnel five personnel members uh, from the teams uh, tested positive, but that was it. So, yeah, rather remarkable. Also, guys, I want to let you know that uh, there was a big development in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. <laughs> oh no! I don't know if we talked. I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about this, man. But Dion Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> has graced the HBCU arena with his presence. And, boy, he came in strong, boy. He came in like he was Jalen Ramsey going into training camp. He, I almost thought he was going to come in with a Brinks truck himself, but Jackson State doesn't have any money, so he couldn't do that. All I can say is the SWAC is going to be hot this spring. And I am going to be down there trying to catch a couple of games. You guys should come with me. We'll have, our ma- we'll have our mask on, and we'll watch Dion and see what kind of team he's going to have. And when they play Grambling, I will be there because Grambling is going to tap that behind. You know that. <laughs> is that a home game for Grambling? I don't know. No, I don't you don't know. know. I don't know. That spring schedule, it's a spring schedule. So I just took a glance at it. I was just glad that they had something in, in, in store. Well, as I told my uh, as I told my friends in Jackson, still, uh, I said, "Better get your popcorn ready." Get your popcorn ready. (laughs) Just keep the camera on the sidelines. Forget the game. Let's just watch the sidelines. (laughs) Speaking of sons of former Cowboys players, uh, the the first order of business for Dion is to recruit his son to play quarterback for him at Jackson State. Uh, because he's a he's a pretty good quarterback. I think uh, he I think he, might, I think he, he hadn't committed. He I did. He, he, he did to commit Atlantic. to Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Theon needs to work on him to get him to Jackson State. <laughs> so Bill, right. I didn't uh, I didn't realize but, this, but I didn't realize Jamal uh, Adams was the former Giants running back George Adams' son. Yes. Of course. Yes. yes. You yes. play. You I must have you played against. I, you must have played against him, I right? Did. Yeah. I did, and he, he was a great, he's a great guy, uh, just one of the funny guys, kind of reminds you of Ron Springs, that big mouth, and, and everything he said was funny, uh, but he ended up moving down here after he retired because he kept getting injured with the Giants, so somehow he ended up moving to Dallas when he retired, and that's how uh, Jamal ended up uh, putting uh, uh, the young Pee Wee League players on stretchers. <laughs> and so I finally found the quote from uh, uh, Jamal Adams when uh, they were asking, when he found out about the, 
uh, that he, the people in Dallas were saying he can't cover. He said, what goes on in Dallas always comes back to me. So, <laughs> so maybe Papa George is listening to us right now. Papa's on it. Papa is on it. <laughs> but don't, don't you know that with him, uh, he's, he's going to be motivated to play this game regardless of what noise he's hearing from friends uh, back here in Dallas, because it's his hometown team he's going up against, and, it, and, and it's he always seemed he always wanted was, to play for the Cowboys. Yeah, he exactly. was he was like uh, he was just like Thomas. He he was campaigning to come here. I'm sure he's happy where he landed, but no, this would have been his first choice. No I doubt. Think, about it. But I think with his personality, I think he fits in perfectly with the Pete Carroll's uh, team, and and he's uh, I think he's making a huge impact probably in their locker room as well. Okay. I want to ask you, though, uh, let's flip it over to the Cowboys' secondary and how they handle one guy in particular on Seattle's offense, and that would be D.K. Metcalf. Okay, D.K. Metcalf uh, is starting to really emerge as a player on, in this league, uh, and he came in with, the, with all the athleticism, strength, size that you would ever want, and I think he's a big reason uh, why... Uh, Russell Wilson has uh, gotten off to the hot start this year. I mean, opponents have to figure out what they're going to do with D.K. Metcalf. Let me just throw out, when D.K. Metcalf at the combine, this, this shows what kind of an athlete we're talking about here. All right, uh, at the combine, 6'3 and a half, 228 pounds. He's probably a little bigger than that now. He has 35-inch arms and had 27 bench reps with 35-inch arms, 27 bench reps of 225 pounds. He ran a 4-3-3, okay, with a 1-4-5 10-yard split, which is incredible for a guy that size especially, with a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical and 11-2 broad jump. That's what kind of an athlete that uh, somebody – or multiple people in the Cowboys secondary are going to have to deal with on Sunday. Let me let me ask you this: Did he break all the uh, uh, Byron Jones records? No, but Byron Jones had a 12-foot broad jump. Wow! So, but he was 11-2. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, maybe the Cowboys oh, can instead of letting him run, let him just broad jump. You know. <laughs> he's averaging so, he's so averaging 23.4 yards a catch. 23.4. Think about that. Small you know sample that size, to me? but yeah. yeah. You know what that says catches. to me? You know what that says to me? Double team and zone. That's what that says to me. Well, Especially when you look at our secondary with the injuries that we're dealing with. Uh, we're a little shorthanded. Uh, inexperienced, even though Brandon Carr is going to play. He's still a little bit inexperienced because he hadn't played corner in a while. Worley doesn't get much playing time. Jordan Lewis is about uh, Spagnola's height, so I can't see him doing much at all against him. I see double teams. I see zones. I see game planning. That's the only way you're going to keep this guy from being successful. And then let's just remember, uh, Lockett is on the other side, who is even more dynamic because, to me, I think he's more diverse and everything that he can do, including uh, punt returns. Okay, so here's how they here's how they, they double team him. This is what they should do. So when he gets to the line of scrimmage, 
You put Don Terry Poe in front of him, so he'll have a long time to get around the first guy, and then you just put another guy behind him, you know, sort of like Walt Garrison's uh, uh, inline trailer for his horses, and you just put the second guy right behind him, and then you pick him up once he gets around Poe. What do you think? I, I think you should stand one player on top of the other's shoulders <laughs> at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> put, Jordan, put Jordan Lewis on top of somebody's shoulders, and that's how you're going to guard him, with a, with a trench coat. <laughs> uh, along those lines, though, Mickey, uh, they are running the football in Seattle again uh, with Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde, uh, and Russell Wilson obviously has the run threat as well. Um, so I, 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 Cowboys' defense is going to have their hands full. All right, how concerned are you about – it's one of the narratives this week is the Cowboys' pass rush. I'm games. very concerned. How concerned are you? I'm very concerned because that's, got, that's going to be uh, determining who wins this game. Uh, you know, Seattle with the guys that they're going to – looks like have missing, can they get to Dak Prescott even though the Cowboys could have their two guys that have only started two – uh, NFL games each uh, at offensive tackle, or can the Cowboys put pressure on Wilson to bail out uh, the Cowboys secondary? And I just think that's going to be uh, whichever line does the better job might determine just where this game's going. Because, you know, they haven't been all that great. They've got three sacks in two games. Two of those are Jamal Adams. The Cowboys have one, two, I mean, they've got three sacks, two to Jamal, and then Cowboys have two sacks one to Alden Smith, and one for Everson Griffin. So neither team has been putting any amount of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So, yeah, uh, I'd I'd feel better if I knew that Demarcus Lawrence was going to play. But, again, uh, you know, at least you got Alden Smith and Everson Griffin as, you know, potential uh, tough guys to to block, and now they got to get some movement inside. They got to get a little pressure from inside, and that hasn't happened yet. Maybe uh, you know Crawford can do a better job uh, inside and get some pressure uh, there because they're getting none from Don Terry Poe. As a matter of fact, he's got like six tackles. Only one of them is a solo tackle, and he's zeroed out across the board. So he's almost not been a factor out there. Uh, Antoine Woods is starting to steal snaps from him. So they need something inside to help the guys from the outside. And Everson Griffin says, you know what, this standing up stuff, I'm, I'm putting my hand on the ground. That's what I'm used to doing, rushing from a three-point stance. And so we'll see if that makes a somewhat of a difference. But they've got to get pressure on Russell Wilson. And, you know, I'm going to go the other way with that, Spags. Of, of course, they need pressure. But if I was going to prioritize, the Cowboys always get in trouble defensively because they can't stop the run. And that always leads to a short third down situation. As far as I'm concerned, I think the run should be a priority in this ball game. I think our linebackers are going to have to participate. Uh, you're talking about an early pick-to-click uh, my early pick to click is Joe Thomas. I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm, I, after what I saw last week, that he will come in and, and show the good instincts that he should show. I'm hoping Mike Nolan can call more run blitzes and so that, uh, you know, we can change it up 
And uh, hopefully, I think the players have been, uh, from a linebacker position, they've been complaining about the uh, complication of the Cowboys' defensive game plan. Jalen Smith spoke about it and said that he would hope that they could simplify it a little bit. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but if the game plan is the problem for the running game uh, defensively, then I, I hope they do change it. But from what I saw, I just saw a, a, an offensive line that was getting off faster than the Cowboys' defensive line, which ended up putting the defensive lineman in the linebacker's laps. So I'm looking forward to Joe Thomas changing that narrative. Hopefully that can happen with the change in the game plan. And uh, Victor on Periscope, uh, he just says, stop the run. He echoes what you're saying. Uh, ever since. The, the other part of it is uh, when you look at the first two games, remember what the Rams did with that short, quick passing game. They were getting rid of the football so quick. You, you weren't going to get sacks against that uh, offensive uh, scheme that they were running. Uh, and then last week, when you fall behind 20 to nothing, uh, you're not pinning your ears back to uh, sack a quarterback because Atlanta had the opportunity since they were playing with a double-digit lead throughout much of that game that uh, they didn't have to throw the football. And so you had to play the run. Uh, and, and so I think one of the keys to establishing the pass rush this week is how about getting a lead in this game? And, <laughs> you know, if you can get the lead where they have to play from behind, then you can pin your ears back. All right. We got our picks to click. We've given you a little sneak preview, but who's going to win this game on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks? All that and more when we come back on Mix Shots. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller light together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. 
coming to the Cowboys game next weekend, make sure you know before you go, wear a mask, keep distance, and be prepared for cashless transactions. Please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. And by the way, this is one of the things you can find in the pro shop. It's a new uh, kind of a windbreaker. And the cool thing about Stand it. Stand up, Spags. Let me see. Look at the end of these sleeves here. They're, they're white. Nice. Little trim. Yeah, it's really neat. So, anyway, uh, if you need some swag, uh, come see me, by the way, Everson. No, I will. I now, will come now, see you. Here's your incentive, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll ride my I'll ride right my bike here. over. We can go riding together. Yeah, well, you'd have to bring me a bike. <laughs> hey, by the way, there's a the, the, Bill. I, I had one note for you. By the way, uh, there there's another Seattle defensive back with a chip on his shoulder, Shaquille Griffin. Uh, in that 2018 season playoff game, the Cowboys beat Seattle 24-22. Uh, the Cowboys targeted him 13 times. They had eight catches for 108 <laughs> yards. So he felt like he got picked on, and he's ready to get even two with those Cowboys. So he wants us to apologizing for noticing that he's the weak link of the secondary. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, we're sorry. See what we're we can sorry, do. Guy. We're sorry. <laughs> and how many interceptions did Shaquille Griffin have last year for the Seattle Seahawks? I would not Zero. know that, Bill. Zero. Oh, <laughs> Zero all right. interceptions. He's working on that total this year, too. All right. Um, Cowboys entered this Shots weekend. fired by Bill. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys enter this weekend uh, tied for first place in the NFC East with the Washington football team. And uh, I'm just looking at the schedule this weekend, and you got the Eagles at 0-2 playing Cincinnati. They're hosting Cincinnati. All right, what I used to love about the Tom Landry show, Frank Lieber did the Tom Landry show back in the day, and at the end of the show, they'd, have, they'd go through all the games, and Landry would make his picks. We're not going to go through all the games, but let's do the NFC East here. And I just used to love how, all right, Here's that NFL head coach, and he's actually going. It's Tom Landry, for heaven's sake, <laughs> making <laughs> picks. He made You're picks. Ask him to make <laughs> no picks way picks of other games. Oh yes, my, it's amazing. Yeah, right. And I also love the way uh, Landry would say uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati. 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 And so I, I just thought of that when I saw the Eagles. And then the he Bengals. would say he would say New, New York. New York. He wouldn't say well, New York. Well, Bill, think New about York. this. Back back then, him picking the games was pretty safe because there was no YouTube, there was no Twitter, so there was no that's, way to find right. any tape of what he had to say probably back then. That's no ex- bulletin exactly board material right. either, yeah. And then it was always great at the end. They'd always save the Cowboy game for last. And so Frank would, would say, and uh, who you got here? The Cowboys playing the Giants. <laughs> Well, Frank, I think I'll go with the Cowboys again this week. <laughs> he he didn't pick the Bears. He didn't pick the Bears forty-four to nothing. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, Gleber, that show wasn't on when we were playing. Oh, no, no, okay. no, it was it was done. It was done. <laughs> um, 
All right, so Cincinnati is playing Philadelphia, and the Eagles are 0-2. Can Joe Burrow go in there and win a game for the Bengals and make the Eagles 0-3? No. Judging from what no, I saw can. of the Bengals, uh, no. Okay. Uh, and you got uh, the Giants playing the beat-up Niners. Of course, the Giants are beat up, too, without Saquon Barkley for the rest of the season. But the Niners lost half their team last week, and they're playing for the second straight week on the road at the Meadowlands. Can- I, I, still, I still go with the Niners. Okay. I still go with the Niners. You have so no you, running back so, in New York. Yeah, I'm still going with the Niners. All right, so we got the Eagles at 1-2, and two, and we got the Giants now at 0-3. Oh the Washington football team, where, who do the, the Washington – I had them here a second ago. There they are. They're playing at the Browns, which is a preview of next week's opponent for the Cowboys. Can the Washington football team go in there and beat the Browns? At the Browns. You know, I would have said that after the first week that they could, but no. I, I saw them last week. I was not impressed. Uh, Browns got better. The Browns have gotten better. So, yes, I'm with Spags, Browns. Okay. Mahomes is going to take care of his house. So we got the Eagles after this weekend, the Eagles at one and two. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield, sorry. I said Mahomes, didn't I? And the Giants at 0 and 3. All right. So that brings us to the Cowboys. Cowboys go into Seattle, and can the Cowboys come away with a victory? And if they – if they do come away with a victory, it appears, if our prognostications are correct, they would be all alone in first place in the NFC East if they do so. What do you think? Let's start with you, Everson. Uh, I already gave you my pick to click, so just getting that out of the way. Joe Thomas is going to have a monster game. Uh, I look forward to the Cowboys winning. I'm kind of like Tom Landry. I'll pick the Cowboys every week. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I look for the Cowboys to get a last-minute drive again and a last-second score. I think it's going to be a field goal that will give the Cowboys the win 30-28. to 28. Oh, wow. So it's a win-or-else field goal. Okay, win or That's lose. Right. That's right. Zerline got to come through in the clutch again. Greg the leg. There you go. <laughs> All right, and so Joe Thomas... And Greg Zerline with a game-winning field goal to beat the Seahawks 30-28. to All right. I just don't know if Cowboys can go in. I'm going to say Mickey for last year since it's Mick shots. Uh, I, you know, I do like the fact that I do think the Cowboys can take the 12s out of this game. I don't think the 12s are going to be a factor. Yeah, I think the Cowboys can handle that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So that helps. That helps. When, you, when the schedule comes out and you think that, okay, they have fans in the stands, then that's a huge home field advantage. So that's that right. levels the playing field a little bit. So I, I, I think the Seahawks are going to take this one. But, even even uh, without the fans? Even without 12? Yeah, I think, I think, I think that uh, it'll be a close high-scoring game, but I'm, I'm looking at 34-31, something like that. Okay. Uh, for the Cowboys, the pick-to-click, for the Cowboys, though, um, I'm going with Zeke. You know, I think that the Cowboys, um, even though, even though, this is a Seattle team that has given up 847 yards passing in the first two weeks of this season, I think Zeke is going to have a big day against Seattle this week. He always does. Some of it will come in the some of it will come in the pass game as well. So. Uh, Seahawks 34-31, but Zeke has a big game. 
right, Mick, the last word is yours. And you stole one of my stats since they're giving up 415 <laughs> yards a game, pass, net yards passing so far. Also, I dug this little thing up. Seattle's trying to go 3-0 and for the first time since 2013. So as we know, winning three straight in the NFL is not too easy. Also, looking at the Seattle Times, their four writers all pick Seattle 35 31, 49 48, 38 28, 35 49. <laughs> yes, at 35 31. So having said that and known that all four writers now in, in, in for three games have gone 12 for 12 picking Seattle, they're finally going to be wrong, all right? And I am going to take the Cowboys by the unstable score of 36-33, by the way. 36? <laughs> what, what? 36 to what? 33. Oh, I thought you said 36 to 3. No, 33. 33. Make sure you listen. Lots of field goals. Uh, or and, and, and or Greg the leg is or Everson uh, missed two point conversions or two point conversions. Uh, the, <laughs> both coaches are going to be playing with those two point conversions in this game. I I I have one more note. I think Russell Wilson is going to throw a pick to Diggs. He's going to target Trayvon. I think Trayvon's going to get one. I don't know how much he's going to get beat, but I know Trayvon's going to get one. Gut feeling. He's going to get one. All right. He's going to get one. Uh, Mickey, uh, who does Missouri play? Oh, they open up at home, by the way, against the Alabama Crimson Tide. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it doesn't matter. When they no lose. no it lose. does it does matter because when they when the SEC decided that they had to add two conference games to the team schedule right. and so they were going to add two from the other division, Missouri gets Alabama and LSU. Oh yeah, no that's way, cool. easy. No, that's good okay. stuff. Yeah, you good saw stuff. what the Big Ten did to Nebraska. No, what? You know, Nebraska Nebraska made all that noise after the Big oh, Ten yeah. shut down their season and said, well, we'll just go find some other people to play. We're going to play anyway. And so then when they put their schedule back together, Nebraska will open at Ohio State, <laughs> and their other crossover game is Penn State. <laughs> so, Watch so what you wish thing. for. What Missouri do? Be Besides careful what you one wish of the late for. Arrivals to yeah, the unfortunately, wow. they, they still uh, don't understand yeah. Missouri's in the SEC, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Need to come back home to the Big 12, Mickey. Yeah. All right. That does it for uh, Mix Shots, and enjoy your sports weekend, the greatest sports weekend of the year. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!